1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years
0: now, we've been
1: asking the entrepreneurs on one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Prakash Karamchandani, the co-founder of Balance Grill. And Balance Grill, the Asian fast casual concept, is redefining the franchising and restaurant industries. I'm going to talk to Prakash about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show.
3: Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's
2: FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
0: Franchise Interviews, from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews, Franchise Interviews.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the franchise a one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott, and I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Prakash Karamchandani, the co-founder of Balance Grill. Balanced Grill, the Asian Fast Casual concept is redefining the franchising and restaurant industries. Hi, Prakash. How are you? Welcome to the show.
4: Marty, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for oh, this opportunity. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure to have you, Prakash. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I've been following your concept for a while, so I'm happy to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guest, where are you calling from today, Prakash?
4: Calling you from bright and sunny Toledo, Ohio. Oh, nice. And is that where you guys are a headquartered, Prakash? We are headquartered here in Toledo. I grew up in Toledo, and this is uh, where we founded our concept and continue to remain uh, headquartered from here.
1: And, you know, it's a great story, too. I I love when I hear stories like yours, Prakash, but maybe, you know, you can kind of go back to the beginning. I think it was around sometime around 2010 or might even been a little bit before that because, you know, you you, you got involved with with your your friend as well. Maybe you could tell the whole
4: story of how this whole concept came about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, my uh best friend and i we graduated from college together in 2008 and it was mm-hmm. kind of a rough year to graduate with business degrees yes finance degrees uh and so we spent about a year year and a half looking for a job utilizing our degrees but just had a tough time finding one and uh mm-hmm. cj my business partner Ho-chan, yeah. he comes from a restaurant background and he ended up saying I want to open a restaurant. These are my ideas. I, I want to bring uh, lightened, fresh fare to Asian food at that time and in many markets mm-hmm. it still is. Asian food has a, a reputation for being um, kind of uh, you know, buffet quality, right? Yes. Uh, so we yes. wanted to elevate that. Uh, and he's really into personal fitness and mm-hmm. wanted to create a concept where everything was macro balanced. And so both of those uh, factors tied into the creation of the concept we tried to create a business plan, you know, being fresh out of undergraduate school in business, they don't really right. set you up. They, they make it sound right. like you can go write a business plan, and then you go to yes. a bank, and the bank finances you, and you start a business, and it's just that easy. And the reality is we kind of got laughed out of um, eight, nine different banks, and obviously the economy didn't play a good role in that market, neither did the fact we were starting with a concept Uh, just kind of on paper. It wasn't an existing franchise or a brand. Uh, And so we didn't qualify for really any type of financing. We didn't have any Mm -hmm. collateral. We really didn't have any cash. And so how we ended up uh, starting our first store is I was doing IT work at the time, how I was paying my bills, paying back my college loan. And one of my clients was a real estate developer. And he also happened to be a franchisee of the Panera system. Him and his group built out six six Panera locations uh, in and through the northwest Ohio area. Mm -hmm. So he kind of helped us out with our business plan a bit and gave us a very preferential lease. Uh, And we were able to use the TI dollars from that lease to pay the labor component of our build out. We went into a Home Depot and uh, they gave us a $60,000 credit line and we bought materials for our build out uh, from Home Depot and we used credit cards the rest of the way. So we, we actually built our first store and uh you know all off of credit cards unsecured debt uh not a great way to to uh finance Mm -hmm. the business but we ended up making it work it was a bit of a destination we didn't have any street level visibility but we built the brand from there we tried everything uh different sizes different types of menu items Mm -hmm. created this evolving menu and we gained some steam about two years later we found better real estate. It was right on a corner, first intersection off a busy freeway, actually in the area of Toledo I grew up in uh, called Sylvania. And so we opened our second location there. And day one, mm-hmm. it was a huge success. Uh, that was the location where we you know, made some expansions, some growth, really refined the concept, and then stamped it out at location three uh, and then continued to grow until we hit covid uh, right. And right. COVID caused us to go back and, and reevaluate all of our business practices. And through that, we kind of and uh, decided to pursue a franchise uh, model for our business because of our unit level economics and just our brand right. positioning and where the marketplace was going.
1: So in, in the early stages, I guess um, you and TJ Prakash, I mean, franchising probably wasn't in the picture. And then, and then at some point, I guess you realized, as you said, you know, you were able to, you know, scale the model and, and you had a very sophisticated system. So it was at that point, then you said, you know what, we have something here. Now we're ready to franchise.
4: I think it was more we, we knew we had something uh, we mm-hmm. were able to scale. Initially, pre-COVID, right. we were looking to raise some capital and scale corporate. But post-COVID, uh, we thought it may be a great time to get into franchising for a number of different reasons. The way the franchise market was moving, the speed at which we could attain scale, and relative uh, knowledge base of franchisees.
1: How do you typically describe the concept, Prakash? I mean, if you were at a franchise show, you or CJ, you know, and someone came up to your booth and they're like, oh, uh, you know, Asian fast casual, you know, um, it, but it, it, it's so much more than that in, in studying your, your business model. How do you typically describe the model to a, a prospective franchisee?
4: Yeah, I would start with saying that we're a lifestyle brand that operates in the fast casual space and we mm-hmm. have an Asian cuisine focus. Uh, clean dining is the core. Mm -hmm. I think most consumers, uh, just looking from their perspective, not necessarily a franchisee's perspective, look Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm I'm going to buy something at a certain price point. More than likely, I want something fresh. I want to know what I'm putting in my body, so I'm going to go to a fast casual. And the question then becomes, do I want something clean? Do I want something comfort? And then after that, you look for the flavor. And what we want to do is we want to own the – Clean Asian space within fast casual, and I think we have an opportunity right. to do it because it's mm-hmm. uh, one of the last kind of blue oceans in fast casual. Right. there's no dominant market leader in Asia.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, of blue oceans, you know what stood out to me about the model at Balanced Grill was was how you're very open and receptive to technology in the model. Prakash, maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I think that's one of the differentiating factors as well.
4: I'm probably the best person from Balance to talk about it. I'll tell you, I had no restaurant experience before getting mm-hmm. into uh, operating a restaurant. <laughs> Only my business partner wow. did. My background and knowledge base comes from technology. I've got mm-hmm. experience both on the networking side, but also on the programming side. I did right. software development, and so understanding systems, understanding technologies, so mm-hmm. how they can impact a business is kind of the nexus of, of what I bring to the table. And almost every one of the problems that we've run into in the course of developing balance of the concept, we've approached mm-hmm. with a technology-first approach. And so we right. do utilize a lot of technology, and it makes our above-store-level uh, operation much more efficient.
1: Yeah. It sounds like you're the... the, the data analytics guy, not to say that CJ isn't, but, but that's, that's your thing, too. <laughs> well,
4: I'll tell you what, if CJ was on the podcast, he'd be the first person to call me a geek or a nerd, so you would okay. uh, you're probably right on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. That's just terrific. Your industry, too. I mean, it's, it's, maybe we could talk a little bit about the industry, precaution, whether it's the outlook of the industry or the future of the industry or even, even the, the, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, you're, you're part of a big industry.
4: Of course, yeah. I think Fast Casual is the fastest-growing segment of the Mm -hmm. restaurant industry, and the restaurant industry is uh, gaining market share even against uh, grocery stores, especially post-pandemic. It was during that pre-pandemic, and it continues that trend. So I think we're in that position very well.
1: Yeah, I think so too. What's been – tough question. We like to stump our guests once in a while, Prakash, but what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Balance Grill under the assumption that, again, you probably have hundreds of stories, so to narrow it down to one single thing, but does anything stand out you know, over the years since, since you, you started Balance Grill?
4: I think one of the most impactful personal experiences I had was when we moved into downtown Toledo. We Mm -hmm. uh, decided to go in. Downtown Toledo, obviously, is not the most uh, growing uh, urban center. But in the last few years, it's gained a lot of steam. And we wanted to Mm -hmm. be a part of that growth. And so we went into a city block that was pretty much blighted. Uh, There was nothing really on it. And Mm -hmm. we uh, anchored it with our restaurant. We also built a 8,600-square-foot aquaponics farm that we used to supply some of our own ingredients to our restaurants. And through those two projects, it it anchored the development for the revitalization of the entire city block, which was a super rewarding experience and just really reminded us, like, yes, we operate in the food space. and, And we put smiles on people's day. Right. Uh, people's face every day, but we do have an opportunity to do something bigger and create kind of a right.
1: effect. Wow, that's, that's, that's a great example. Maybe we could shift gears a little bit, Prakash, we could talk about franchising. So, I mean, what's important to you or what's important to CJ when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee? I mean, are there any particular traits or characteristics that are important to you that you know would make a, a, a successful balance skill franchisee?
4: Absolutely, I think it comes down to two things uh mm-hmm. first is they a cultural fit because this is okay. a long term relationship. We really right. want to work with uh personalities that mesh well right out of the gate with kind of shared mm-hmm. values and shared business goals to be honest with you right. um every Everybody who gets into business, I think should probably have uh, a goal outlined whether or not mm-hmm. you achieve that goal, obviously sometimes within your control without your control but I think having some shared goals is important, and experience. Right. Uh, what right. we're looking for is experienced multi-unit uh, franchisees, possibly even multi-branded,
3: uh, mm-hmm. that
4: we can plug into. They have some existing experience in a market and can help us achieve scale of at least five units within a market in a relatively short period of time.
1: That's great. And what's the training like? Today, Prakash, I mean, do your new franchisees come to headquarters? I mean, maybe, maybe you can give a little bit of a picture of that and how that works.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Training is the core of how we're able to successfully scale the concept. Mm-hmm. And it's a great standard bearer for an expectation level that our potential franchisees would have uh, from us. And so we invest a lot into training. Uh, the initial training is at HQ, uh, for the franchisee or their selected operator and their trainers. Uh, and so it would be a group of four that would mm-hmm. come and visit HQ. They have counterparts set up here, uh, and then they train here for up to four weeks, between three and four weeks, until they achieve right. all the training that they need. They then go back uh, and get a little bit of groundwork done uh, at the store, do some of the initial hiring, and then we come out for an additional three weeks and assist Mm -hmm. in the opening of the store. And so we send out between three and four people uh, to come on the ground and assist in the week prior to opening, the pre-opening period, but also a week or two uh, post-opening. And then we also come out with additional support for marketing and operations approximately 30 and 60 days in.
1: What is Again, every day is probably a little bit different, but what is a, a typical day like for a balanced grill
4: franchisee, Prakash? Ideally, uh, franchisees, you asked about qualifications, they would be a little bit tech savvy. And so we almost have an app for for every function. Uh, Wow. Beginning of the day, start, wake up, uh, look through reports for the prior day. You've got software that obviously shows you things like sales, but also goes in depth, uh, labor, Mm -hmm. inventory. uh, And through those reports, you get a pretty good idea of how the prior day went. Uh, And then you do a little bit of proactive follow-up to ensure that that everything is uh, on track and your team is uh, manicured and maintained, and that's pretty much it. You can go visit stores, uh, but it's a lot of spending time doing work proactively instead of reactively.
1: That's great. If you and I were to walk into a balanced grill together, Prakash, and, and, and I love Asian food, so I'm pretty much open to anything, what, what would you recommend to me, or what's, what's one of your favorites in your restaurants?
4: For me, I always make a decision, do I want bowls or tacos? We serve bowls, mm-hmm. tacos, snacks. And we also make a drink called bubble tea. Uh, mm. And, and I'm in the mood for bowls or tacos from there. Right. My favorite bowl is probably the Wiseman Bowl. It's full okay. of veggies, and it's got a great balance of sweet and spicy. And then oh, on wow. the taco side, I am a fan of spicy. We make a taco called Bang Bang Tacos, and they are unreal. Uh, are, really? All of our sauces are made in-house. Uh, it's a great combination of a really spicy garlic and chili based sauce, uh, combined with a, uh, cooling yogurt sauce and kind of the mix wow. of the both is just, uh, it's perfect.
1: Oh, that sounds great. What's it like? I mean, I've done, I've been doing this podcast now for 16 years, Prakash, and, and I, I trying to think of one experience similar to yours where you have the opportunity to
4: work with your best friend,
1: um. What's that like for you? I mean, it must be a rewarding experience.
4: Oh, it's great. I mean, it's the it's the best part of my job. Yeah, uh, I think it's amazing. I think relationships are super important.
2: Right. Um, right. CJ
4: is he's been my best friend for going on twenty years. Uh, he's like great. a brother to me. You know, he was in my that's wedding uh, during COVID. He stayed wow. in my house <laughs> for wow. a year and a half because uh, he, he was going to Cleveland. That's that's where we had just opened a location just prior to right. COVID. Uh, so he actually picked up a spot, which is I don't know, just an hour and a half, two hours sure. uh, east of Toledo. So not terribly far away, but that's where we need to focus. And he ended up coming back, staying with me in Toledo, and uh, you know, it's it's just been it's it's everything I could ask for. Uh, sure,
3: it's
4: great, you know, it's yeah, such no, a blessing I, I, to be able to go I, to work I, and yeah, who you're, you're working with your is friend. your best friend.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 it's funny because I think about it. You know, in 800 podcast, I don't think. I've had that situation before, you know, and it's one of the things that kind of drew me to your story. Now that you're in franchising, Prakash, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs, you know, most of them want to get into franchising. But, you know, that I mean, in the U.S. alone, they say there's something like 3,000, 3,500 different systems. So when someone starts looking for a franchise, a lot in the beginning – A lot of times they're confused. They don't know which direction to go. It's a little bit of information overload. From everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? How
4: do they get started? In the quest to purchase a franchise, I would definitely say start with the shared goals component. Mm -hmm. I think just like Mm. with every business, um, yeah. They have – there's different economic models, absolutely. You can evaluate them based on that. You can evaluate concepts based on, um, you know, what kind of support that you receive. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. does the business achieve the goal that you're going out for? And there are economic goals, but there are also personal goals uh, when you're getting into a business. And just making sure those goals are aligned is the first and most critical thing because – Ultimately, you have to be happy with the journey. You know, it's not easy. I think anybody who uh, gets into any franchise business, but especially mm-hmm. the restaurant business, right, right? it comes and goes in waves. It's, there are easy right. times. There are good times. There are stressful times. Sure. There are challenges. There are huge wins that are super rewarding. And, you know, that's what it is. You're kind of riding the wave. And you just have to enjoy that journey.
1: Sure, right. Now, I, I, I think that's great advice, Prakash. So if you can look into a crystal ball, you know, whether that crystal ball is like one year, three years, five years, where do you and CJ see balance Grill in the future, Prakash?
4: We would love to see balance grow uh, to 10 markets, 50 to 55 locations in five years. I Mm. think for us, that would be a great goal to achieve. I think personally we'll probably blow that out of the water, but if we achieved it, I'd be super happy. But ultimately, I'd also like to see – the impact that Balance Grill has on our communities continue to grow. I think we serve an amazing product. Lots of businesses you could get into for us produce. It is super Mm -hmm. healthy, super nutritious. It's packed in eco-friendly packaging. Uh, We pay living wages to our employees. You know, It has great effects on the communities that we serve, and I would love to see that effect continue to grow. That's terrific.
1: What's the best way for our listeners to get more information on Balance, Grill, Prakash? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but even the, the, the product itself, are there any websites you can kind of direct them to?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You can visit us at balancegrill.com. Balance is spelled like uh, what's the balance on my account I and mean, grill has okay. an E at the end of it. You can find us on okay. all social media networks. The franchise site is balancegrill.com slash franchise. That's fantastic.
1: I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Prakash. And I'd already like to invite you back in the next year or two as you continue to grow, because I think this is a wonderful franchise opportunity.
4: Absolutely. I'd love to check in with you, and I'll continue to listen to your podcast along the way.
1: Thank you. This has been my pleasure, Prakash. And we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast
0: right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919.
2: Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by Franchise Teacher
3: Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business?
2: Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher
3: The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult and advise The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy.
2: Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors.
3: Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick-and-mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations.
2: Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach.
3: Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And
2: advise.
3: Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032.
2: That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone.
1: This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. One of the questions we frequently ask on our show is, what advice would you give to a listener in buying a franchise? And today's great quote in franchising comes from the founder of Creative. Jaya Ayer, and Creative is the experiential art destination that looks to entertain, educate, and inspire. And Jaya gave some really great advice. She kind of starts off, she talks about a lot of different things, but one of the concepts is knowing your why. Filming, I think, for someone who says, okay, I want to buy a franchise, but you know, there's so much out there. From, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a
4: franchise?
5: I think as a business, as someone who wants to start a business, the first thing that you have to identify is your why. Why are you wanting mm. to do this? Right. And that's kind of what would drive the direction or the businesses that you want to look into. Uh, what is yeah. your passion? What are your goals as far as starting being a business owner? Of course, we, we want to mm. make money and you want to fulfill uh, our responsibilities and financial commitments. That's one part of it. but to do it on a day-to-day basis, there has to be something more than that, that you have to be connected to that idea, to that concept, and love to be in that environment. So those are some of the things that the person has to do as their homework. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, next part, as you said, there are so many different options out there. Uh, And a lot of times people think that an established brand might provide them more support than an upcoming or an emerging Mm -hmm. franchise brand. Mm -hmm. But what I say is that's not what someone should look at. They should really look at, is this brand positioned for growth? Because you're not buying into it today. You're buying into it for the long term. So if the market's oversaturated, if you have too many uh, similar concepts that are competing with you, if there's no uniqueness to the business, then you're really not positioning yourself for growth. Um, Those are some of the aspects that everybody should kind of seriously consider. Uh, It doesn't matter how many locations they have. Do they have the support system? What's unique about them? What are some of the business ideas? Would they kind of take feedback? So it's all of that Mm -hmm. that you need to kind of understand um, and evaluate when you determine what's the right fit for you.
1: So as the founder of the company, I mean, I guess I can ask you, I mean, you know, where do you see Creative? If you could look into a crystal ball, Jaya, whether it was one year or three years or five years down the road, where do you see the organization? So
2: I...
0: Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.